Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hi, everyone. Welcome to 2023. This is Crystal Wright, and I'm here with Melina Puente. Hi, Melina. Hey, hey. We just want to say thank you for joining us for this one thing. We've been um, excited to think about what God might want to say to each one of us as we are getting ready to head into the new year. I know it's just one more day on the calendar moving forward, but in a lot of ways, I think it's an opportunity to get to reset our compass to what is important and what matters. So the verse we're going to look at today is John chapter 12, verse 35, and this is Jesus who is speaking. Then Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. To give us a little bit of a context to when Jesus is saying this, we are nearing the end of Jesus's time on earth. So before we dig into looking at the truth and some application, I want to give us just kind of a time context for the words that Jesus is speaking here. And um, he is saying this message about you're going to have the light just a little while longer in the very last few days of his life here on earth. So we've just gotten through the triumphal entry where he came into the city and everybody was singing Hosanna and recognizing him as some sort of savior or messiah. He's already been anointed by Mary for his death and his burial, and we're actually headed into those last few days before he is arrested and then crucified. And so on a very literal sense, Jesus is sharing with those who are still listening to him, and he's still talking to the Jewish people. There's actually some Greeks that have come and are asking him questions, trying to understand his message. And so he's quite literally letting them know, I'm only going to be here a little bit longer. (laughs) But behind that literal message, he's also communicating a really important spiritual truth to those who were hearing his message and also to us today about the opportunity we have before us really to either choose a light or to be lost in the darkness. So Melina, would you be willing to share the truth that stood out to you in as you looked at this verse? Yes. One of the things that struck me as he says, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you still can. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see. And that there's a choice there. Like I have to choose one or the other. I get to choose light or I get to choose darkness. And being someone who wants to know where they're going all the time, light is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. But what struck me about that choice part, I was brought back to Deuteronomy in chapter 30 verses, it's 11 to 20 is the chunk that's there. But the the heart of that message is that God's people were given the, the chance to choose life or to choose death. And for them to choose life meant to love God and to obey his commandments. That was the choice. Mm -hmm. So that's where I see that parallel in Deuteronomy verse 19. 
chapter 30. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life, so that you and your descendants might live. John 1, 5, you and Carrie did a few weeks ago. And the part that struck me there was just that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And just recognizing in our choice to choose light, it's in us. It's not going to, it can, a shadow could come in, in terms of us being deceived by something, not being aware of uh, a lie or something that is, that we're operating in, but being able to recognize the light in us will outshine, will be bright, has the ability to impact. And when Jesus says, he's only going to be here for a little while to choose the light, it's, it's that opportunity to say yes. And I think I look back on my choice to say yes to Jesus. I realized I thought I already was mm-hmm. in my walk with him. I already, I thought I had already said yes and was living a life that would be morally good, but there was no um, choice to say, I'm going to live my life for Jesus. I was going to commit my life uh, to him and live a life of faith in that obeying God's word. So I was in a shadow, not even realizing it because I thought I was in the light. Yeah. So now when I once I said yes, then it was recognizing that floodlight that John talks about that's in us as well, that we can shine that to the world. As I was reading and reflecting on this, the word that kept coming to my mind was urgency. Mm-hmm. There's a real urgency to what Jesus is saying. And it makes sense, just practically speaking, of him knowing he only had a few days left to continue to speak the message of repentance and faith in him, that he was the way of salvation, that that call for people to really put their trust and to believe in him as the son of God. So there's this urgency to that for, for anyone who will hear, for anyone that would hear his words. Um, But I was just thinking about, the urgency is still there for us today, even though we have the full story from start to finish of the life of Jesus. We have knowledge of his death and on our behalf and what he accomplished by going to the cross on our behalf and also of his resurrection and the fact that he's now returned to the Father in heaven. We have that whole story, and yet that urgency is still there. And so I really spent time reflecting on that um, because there's a part of it that's a little bit of a hard truth because the urgency is a contrast between life and death and to not choose to respond to the invitation that we're given of life and light and truth in Christ is to automatically choose death and destruction and being lost and being deceived. And that's not an easy message to always carry. And I think as Christians that in some ways we're almost made to feel bad when we, Mm, (laughs) like culturally, I feel like for a while it's been, well, you know, don't be too extreme. Don't condemn people. That's God's job, not our job, which is true. We are not judges. We we do not have um, any right to stand in judgment or condemnation of anybody. But we're almost made to feel that the message of repentance, 
turn and repent and put your faith in Jesus because your other option is to die. We're almost made to feel as though it's condemning to say that or to believe that when actually the opposite is true. The condemnation comes through the rejection of the message of Christ. Mm -hmm. So there's a real urgency behind these words and there's a limit to the opportunity that every human being has to respond to the message of repentance and faith in Christ. And God is so loving. And I think really it's the enemy that has twisted the hearts and minds to believe that it's unloving to speak this message (laughs) because it's actually the most loving thing that Christ can do. And he was faithful up until his final moments of taking his final breaths here on this earth to continue to say, I love you and there is a way of salvation and there is hope and there is restoration and forgiveness and reconciliation. And it comes solely through your faith in me and not of yourself, not of your own way, your own works. And it's so such a loving call and invitation Because he knows the alternative is to be lost, to be overtaken by the darkness, to be spiritually condemned. And John, who wrote the, you know, was the author of of this scripture, he uses that uh, theme a lot of light and darkness to convey the spiritual truth of, he's talking about life and death, spiritually, eternally, life and death. And so I just couldn't get away from the urgency that there is in the words of Jesus and for us today. And you can look throughout all of scripture, Old and New Testament, and that theme is consistent. This isn't a one time like, oh, maybe it's, all you know, God is just love and there's just endless opportunities to, you know, take your time and maybe get around eventually to what he's saying no, this isn't an isolated incident. You, this message, you can go to Isaiah 55, 6. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Amen. Proverbs 29, 1 says, whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. James 4 gives us a picture of, don't boast about what you're going to do. You have no idea the days that you have on this earth. Um, and Hebrews, you know, Hebrews really looks at that idea too of don't harden your heart. The Holy Spirit says, do not harden your heart. If you harden your heart, you're going to miss out on my peace and on my rest. And so I really think that we have to grapple seriously with these words for our own lives, but also as believers, we are the ambassadors of this message to the world. And so we have to be prepared to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and to speak this truth. So how do we do that? While remaining loving, while remain, you know, how do we speak a message like this and have the same heart that Jesus had behind it? I think that's where our challenge is, where we look at the choice of, of what it looks like to apply this. So what did you have as your takeaway for the choice? I was also struck by verse 36, put your trust in the light while there is still time, that urgency piece you just shared then you will become children of the light and just the identity of who we are and just how do we practice in that space, our identity. And as you were sharing, the word boldness just kept coming to mind, that we would be bold in this light that we carry, that there would be a boldness in the words that we speak, that there would not be any shame or to be small, 
to give away what is true, that there are people in our lives, family and friends that don't know the Lord and how we live our lives to be able to give that message away and what words can we use to be bold and how do we love them in a way that represents this light that Jesus is talking about so that they can make that choice as well. But as a believer, I want to be bold and I can't just wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to be bold. I've, I've got to be reflective. I've got to be able to recognize there are areas in my life that I need the Holy Spirit to expose, whether it is how I might use my time or where I use my time. What do I watch? What do I waste time doing? Because I, I do like some apps <laughs> on my phone. And the verse that came to me specifically was Psalm 139. David is asking the Lord to search his heart and to expose those things that aren't honoring God. And just just that humility to literally just search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And I feel like as this new year starts, Crystal, I couldn't pick a better choice for me and for the listeners, those who want to join along to be able to give ourselves the space and the time to let the Lord search our hearts. And Jesus was saying in that passage, the idea of the darkness being present in our lives and how is it trying to deceive us? What are areas that can be exposed? And so for me, the choice is creating the space and the time, asking the Holy Spirit to expose any darkness that I'm being deceived by. And again, just whether it's how I'm spending time, where I'm spending my time, the way I'm choosing to use my gifts, those kinds of things, and just be open to it. And it it might hurt, but as we let him expose those things, we repent. And I I believe a boldness then comes out of that space for us. And we can walk in the light and be bright wherever we are. Yeah, that's what's so beautiful about this verse is it's the truth of our salvation, of being brought into the kingdom of light, out of the kingdom of darkness. But even once we're in the kingdom of light, God still is faithful, as you're saying, to continue to show us areas of brokenness or death or darkness. And he just keeps doing his work of restoration in our life. And we get to have this lifelong journey with him where we get to respond to him. It wasn't a one-time response or a one-time invitation that he gives us where it's like, good, I'm saved. I'm good to go. Well, on one hand, yes. And on another hand, we're now partnering with him throughout the rest of our life to continue to say yes to the light, to say yes to him, what he wants to say, what he wants to do, and continue to say no to the darkness and be restored in, in areas of our life. And I love that. It's so beautiful. Yes. He just continues to do his work of restoration. Yeah, mine was, I mean, I, similar. I think this passage is one of those ones is pretty clear to come come up with a choice from. But what I ended up writing down is the choice is that today is the day to respond to the voice of God, Amen. not tomorrow. <laughs> it's today. Yeah. And I think we're good at minimizing at times what God is saying to us and thinking that you know, we can have a little bit time down the road to really think about and respond. But really, 
the urgency piece is the call for no today in this moment (laughs) and so and I think that can be applied really to every area of our life it can be applied to maybe you haven't put faith in Christ yet but you're feeling that conviction and you know that you're not okay without a savior that you need a savior and so um the choice is today <laughs> to repent to turn from sin to turn from rebellion maybe we you are a follower of Christ and you're just super distracted and God's been trying to get your attention and you're finding a million reasons why you're too busy you've got too much going on to really quiet yourself and listen to him and respond. And I think the choice is no, today is the day to do that. Today is the day to um, choose radical obedience and give radical attention to the voice of God in your life. And, or maybe it's, you know, you know that the Holy Spirit is calling you to take steps of faith and, I think, again, it goes back to that today, the the light, the invitation is being offered to you right here, right now. And so today is the day to respond to that. And so I think that probably each one of us could reflect and identify at least one area that we know that the voice of God has been calling and inviting us into life and into the light and an opportunity to respond, you know, immediately to the best of our ability, knowing that tomorrow we're going to get to respond again to him and the day after. And I think with that, the other thing I was thinking about that if the voice of God is calling us into the light, calling us to him, there's no act of faith or obedience on our part that could be an overreaction or too much of a response. And I'm I'm kind of a conservative person. I'm not someone that's like woohoo out there with all of my life and my choices. And so it challenges me of like, Crystal, there's no act of obedience that's going to be too over the top when it comes to responding to the voice of of the Lord. And so what do we have to lose, you know? We're being invited into the light. What do we have to lose to take that step of faith, to choose that act of obedience to cut off the sin and rebellion that's holding us back. Anything else, Melina, that the Lord spoke to you? Yeah, I I think if you are feeling your heart tugged, the urgency that you're talking about, because I love that, Crystal, that urgency is huge. Just be obedient. Let's obey now. There's no, there's no delay in obedience. Uh, it's good to act quickly. And I think that if you're hearing it, move on it. And I love that there is... When you shared, nothing's too radical. That's brilliant because it might feel crazy to move or to take a different job or to uh, give something that you just, it's like, that's all I have. And I just want to say, we're walking with you in that same vein, just trusting God with all that we have. So that would be my encouragement to them. And for us not to be afraid to speak this truth to others. If we are motivated by a heart of love and desire for other people to be restored, that we would, when we're prompted by the Holy Spirit, to share the same message that Jesus himself spoke. And we may feel like it could make people feel condemned, but that's us trying to play God in that scenario. Because if you read a little bit further in John chapter 12, 
he talks about some who heard the message believed and some didn't believe. But at the end of the day, that part's up to God. But still the message went out and those who believed were brought into that same rescue that we've experienced as followers of Jesus. And so I think we almost have a freedom to be fearless in a way to speak um, this message of truth, which is actually a message of love and of hope, not of condemnation, and allow the Holy Spirit to work that out in the lives and the hearts of those that still need to put their faith in him. Amen. The verse I'm trying to find, it's in Acts, but when the disciples are arrested, the response of the people are, they were amazed at their boldness. And it's like, when was the last time someone was amazed mm-hmm. at our boldness? And I just, I, I've, I've pondered that thought a little this last couple of weeks too. So that people would be amazed by our boldness in our faith in Christ. Amen. Melina, would you pray for us? Oh, I'd love to pray for us. Lord, I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. I love the way we can rest assured that you are drawing your people to you, that you're tugging at their hearts, creating this urgency, creating this opportunity for radical faith to unfold. Lord, I ask that as this new year unfolds, we would be able to reflect on your goodness, your faithfulness, and be still so that we can hear the power of your spirit expose the things that you want us to to work on this year, to change this year, the things that are keeping us from walking in that fullness of your spirit, the power of your spirit, and the boldness of your spirit, Lord. So I ask that you would give your your people the courage they need to say yes and amen to the work you're calling them to. Thank you for reminding us that there is a choice and we say yes to life. We say yes to the light and to being a child of light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.